This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome, folks, to the midweek show, and we have got a uh, another guest today, another surprise guest. Uh, my daughter Alexia has returned for the soda tasting of the week. She is a silly child, and she has brought another cat. Um, this is the this is the other little critter that lives in our home. Her name is Midnight. Do you want to say anything, Midnight? She's staring at me like she wants to claw my face apart. She hates every second of what's happening right now. Hold hold her up so people can hear the growls. I don't know if that's picking up. We we are nothing but kind to this cat. And she, oh yeah, put her down, put her down. She will kill you. All right. So that's how we started this. This is this show's going swimmingly. This is going to be great. So the soda this week, folks, Breckenridge Blackberry. There's a black bear there with, with little baby cubs. Uh, reading the description they've got it for on their website. Breckenridge Blackberry is a wonderfully light and crisp berry soda that is as fresh as the spring and comforting as the morning sun. That's promising a lot, Breckenridge. I'm going to tell you that right now. We wanted to distill the essence of the blackberry and highlight its natural, natural juicy sweetness. It took us a long time to source what we think is the finest blackberry extract available. We hope you will agree that the end result is well worth the extra expense. Breckenridge Blackberry is a sure hit with kids and adults alike. Well, we're about to see as we have a kid and an adult. And Let's see cat. if they're liars. We're not giving it to the cat. That would be a terrible. Sure? No, we're not giving it to a cat. <laughs> I did not expect a clear soda out of a blackberry soda. I expected it to be black or purple. Now let's try this thing. Mm, the, uh, I don't know. That's not that sweet, is it? No. It tastes like blackberry with a little bit of sweetness taken out. It's like it tastes kind of like poison, but it also doesn't. I don't know. We've had we've had blackberry. You know how we've had that blackberry thing. We if it's like if you pulled it off before it was ripe. That's almost what it's like. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I think they got it wrong. That finest blackberry extract they're talking about. It's it's not ripe yet, is it? All right, all right. So we got a a new little thing we're going to do midweek as Alexia's contribution to the show. This is something that started organically a long time ago in our family, and uh, we have continued a tradition where she asks us trivia questions off of Marvel Comics cards. Now, for full context, the child does not know Marvel Comics. No. Um, Not even a little. One of the rules here is that she is not allowed to repeat what she reads. So go ahead and read the first trivia question. Good and loud into the mic. What assumed dead former wife of Hawkeye turned out to be alive and a prisoner of the Skrulls? Is it multiple choice? Uh, nope. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You have to guess. I, I, I don't know. Mrs. Hawkeye? <laughs> Mockingbird. Mockingbird. That makes sense. All right, next question. What weapon of Odin does Norman Osborn? 
Bjorn try to steal during the siege storyline? A. Mace. B. Sword. C. Spear. I'm going to go with Spear on this one. Correct. There we go. You want another? Yeah, let's do let's do another one here. What is the name of the offshoot of Shield, originally led by Abigail Brand, that deals with extraterrestrial threats? A. Space. B. Sword. C. Safer. <laughs> Is it safe? <laughs> it's one of the options really safer? I think so. I'm going to guess sword, because sword and shield make sense. Correct. There we it's go. F- if S-A-F-E-R is safer, than yes. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Alexia, for coming on the show again this week and for trying more of this soda. It is. It was a delight, I guess. I don't know what it was. All right, yeah. take the cat. Take the cat. Get get out. Get out. <laughs> Your name's angry. All right. There we go. All right. <laughs> so at this point, normally in the show, um, I'd show you guys some. Uh, I'd, I'd I'd share with you one of our uh, brethren here at the Hockey Podcast Network and talk about their show for a little bit. Uh, let play their ad here for you. Uh, this week, my brethren of the Hockey Podcast Network and and Sistrin, if that's a word that we're using. Uh, are playing something for me. So I will just take a moment to share just generally. If you want to know more about other hockey teams or just the league in general, um, if you search in any podcast app, the Hockey Podcast Network, or if you go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com, we have got shows for pretty much every team in the NHL. We have got a couple of shows that are just generally about hockey. You heard about Life After Hockey last week. Um, House of Hockey is really good. I mean, they're, all these shows are good. They're just it, it gives you a taste of everything around the league, all different sorts of shows. Um, some of these shows, the people are bringing their kids on. I can promise you that, but that's just what it is. Uh, it's 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 a good it's a good mix of people around the league. So I would definitely recommend going out there listening. Um, one of our newest shows, Catfish on Ice podcast. It's about uh, it's one about the Preds, and um, now because I I got him ready as a touch early, our uh, friend here from Devil's State of Mind, uh, Neil Villapiano here. How are you doing today, Neil? Uh, I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? And uh, by the way, that was a great first segment that uh, you did. I, I enjoyed every single second of it. <laughs> I think anytime I bring someone on the show that isn't me, and specifically my child, she tends to get a lot more love on yeah. the show than I do, which I think is for good reason there. So, <laughs> great. All right. Um, so the reason I'm, I'm bringing you on today, I mean, you're a fellow American hockey fan uh, and and something that's been getting a little attention because right now we're in this place where we're just kind of we're all just kind of waiting for something to happen. It was kind right. of a hurry up and wait. Right. And so we're starting to hear these things uh, about behind the scenes stuff. And uh, the big one, and it was a story that came out this week in a sports business journal. Um, let me pull it up here. Yeah, John Orand, who is just always seems locked in with this kind of stuff. He does an annual predictions column, and he had a couple that were about the NHL, which I just found interesting and wanted to kind of throw ideas around because we all know that the only thing that seems to upset uh, NHL fans or American hockey fans more than Gary Bettman is uh, NBC in these days. Yes, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if it's more of the production of it or the broadcasters or whatever the case may be, but uh, they, they definitely have not pleased a lot of the American fans over the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, they, they seem to always kind of hit the wrong note and I don't know what that is. I mean, sometimes they do a great job and, and so I won't deny them that. Um, I'll say some of the broadcast teams they had going on during the bubble were great. Mm-hmm. Others, not so much. Um, I mean, you personally, do you, do you like NBC's coverage of it? Do you think there's something to be desired? How do you feel about it? Well, to be honest with you, once we found out that obviously the legendary Doc Emmerich retired, I kind of said to a lot of people that I think that's kind of the opportunity now that the NHL can really kind of move on from NBC and try to see if they can work with someone else. Um, you know, they did try, I believe, when they did the World Cup of Hockey a couple of years ago, I believe ESPN was doing the coverage for the World Cup of Hockey. So ESPN kind of got back into it a little bit. And I know ESPN doesn't really talk about hockey that much, but that's you know primarily because NBC kind of owns the rights to a lot of the hockey coverage. But I think that, that ESPN growing a lot over the last couple of years, especially with the streaming services that they do, I think that it, will, it would be really good to actually get ESPN – uh, on board again. I mean, we had some great people like Steve Levy, who now does Monday Night Football, uh, that was doing it and did a great job. You have guys like John Buchagross, who are phenomenal. Um, you know, I don't know if Gary Thorne would still be interested in coming back. I mean, he used to do college hockey, but that would be great to have him back. And there's also other people that could very well be on there. I think NBC presentation-wise does a really good job, especially for, you know, outdoor games and for, you know, when they've done Olympics and they've done the Stanley Cup finals and things like that. But I would like to see uh, a different network get an opportunity to showcase how it can, you know, expand the game and make it more exciting. And if you get a company like ESPN or something like that, I feel like that will give uh, the NHL an opportunity to expand its brand and and its sport even more. I mean, while we're talking about ESPN, yeah, I, I feel like where the NHL is missing the boat on on not being on an ESPN is I mean if you're if you're super online people like I am I, I, I you probably are we're on Twitter we're you know we're we're spending a lot of time on podcasts and things like that right you know what's on ESPN day to day you know you turn it on for the games and maybe you don't watch a lot of other stuff but ESPN is on you know Sometimes, you know, they'll have it on in doctor's offices or it'll be on at different, you know, people just have it on during the day. Mm-hmm. They do a certain job, especially with their shows like First Take and all that, of kind of setting a sports conversation. Yep. And and I mean, even for someone like me, I never watch First Take. But if they say something particularly ridiculous, it goes all over Twitter. Right. Or if they, if they do something particularly funny, it goes all over Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the NHL is kind of missing out on that right now because NBC has nothing comparable to the to the uh, the programming around their sports that ESPN does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that um, you know, I don't I don't know if people would agree, but in in a funny way, the NHL and, and hockey in general has become the, I guess you would say the you know Canadian sport only. I mean, I think that's the way ESPN treats it because again, they look at it and say, oh well, they already have a major network covering them. We don't necessarily have to, you know, work with them. I mean, even when we had the Stanley cup finals and the lightning ended up winning ESPN barely 
almost didn't even talk about it. Like it didn't even happen. And remember, it was one of only two major sports in North America that was playing at the time. You had the NBA and then you had the NHL. But, you know, people in the United States in particular, how would, you know, they, they, they can't go to ESPN to get that coverage. They had to go to NBC or, or NHL Network. And some people don't have NHL Network. So they're in, they're in that uh, conundrum. And I think that, you know, I agree with you, Frank, that, you know, the NHL and hockey is missing out on what ESPN could really do to boost the sport and the league by being with them. And, you know, you're hearing about ESPN is very interested in wanting to jump back on the hockey bandwagon. And I think the NHL, especially with, you know, trying to get a lucrative TV deal and trying to gain some of the money back that they've lost and they're going to, you know, continue to lose once this next season starts, working with a company like ESPN, with the fact that they have streaming, with the fact that they have all these exclusive shows, you know, yeah, ESPN has, um, I think they call it ESPN Hot Ice or On Ice, which is an ESPN Plus thing, which has Barry Melrose um, that talks about the NHL. And, but if the NHL could get a specific TV deal with ESPN, that would give them so much more revenue and it would give them way more exposure and maybe even a show or two that could really be, you know, on there two, three times a week on the ESPN networks that could really, you know, get things rolling and get more eyes glued to the sport. Yeah. I mean, I I'm there with you on it. I mean, they, I mean, jumping over to what, what Oran said in his predictions and I, cause I find these interesting is his, his first one was that NHL signs the deal and he said they stay with NBC, but he also added in Fox as yeah. well, which is real interesting because I just, I, I definitely think the NHL, their priority is going to be two networks. Mm-hmm. Fox as a second choice is interesting to me because with Fox, you have the broadcast network, then you have FS1 and FS2. Mm-hmm. But I think one of your big advantages if you sign some kind of deal with Fox is where they're not ESPN is they don't have the NBA. So you will be their primary sports property in the winter months. Right. Um, I, I mean, and I find Fox interesting because Fox has this, in my mind, they have this almost reputation now of they will have a, a they, they seem to start, have developed a pretty good formula for how to eventually figure out pregame shows. Mm-hmm. Their Fox NFL one's really good. Um after a few misfires, what they do for college football now is pretty good with their big yeah. noon kickoff show is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, their, their baseball coverage is it's, I, I don't know. I don't watch a whole lot of baseball stuff, but from what I, I've seen, it's pretty good. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see Fox involved. What, what do you think of them as far as a, a potential partner? Well, it's interesting enough that I, I don't know if people of a older generation will remember, but Fox did for a while have some really good coverage for the NHL. Um, you know, here in the New York metropolitan area, Fox was really big covering uh, the Devils. Uh, that was actually the network the Devils were on before they joined MSG Networks, uh, Madison Square Garden uh, Networks, and they did a really good job. Um, you know, I think it would be a really good idea because also you have to remember, and I believe if I'm correct about this, um, the main, the local television network for the Columbus Blue Jackets is Fox Sports, what, Columbus or Ohio? Yeah, it's Fox Sports, Ohio. But at this point, those regionals, they're not part of Fox anymore. They had to be divested when, right. yeah, when Disney was. So they're going to be, right. I think the rebanding now is they're going to be after a casino. They're going to be like Bally Sports Network or something. So oh, okay. Okay. But, you know, again, 
we, they've kind of, the NHL has at least had an opportunity to see that with some of the teams, you know, Columbus, uh, I believe also uh, Minnesota does it. I know the Florida Panthers do it, had it Fox Sports South for a while. So they've had a little bit of experience of what Fox could bring to the table. Um, it's about really, in my opinion, I think it's about not only getting the best type of financial deal, but I think it's also about what else can they provide other than just covering the games, you know, shows, ways that they can promote the game with commercials and advertisement for big matchups, um, big games like outdoor games, uh, maybe Olympics, if that's, if that's something that they're going to try to do down the road. I don't know. I think it would be a very interesting uh, decision if that's, what, if that's what they want to do. I think it would definitely be worth it, considering I think Fox Sports is on the up and up with Fox obviously being the main thing. Then you have FS1, FS2, and then a bunch of other smaller ones that could work as well. Yeah, and then we'd where where Fox could have a an interesting take in it, and this may be where they have a something they could offer. As much as ESPN is, you know, they have the daily shows that people watch, and they've got all that stuff. What Fox can offer, unless ESPN is willing to, you know, throw something in with ABC on it, yeah, is they can be like, yeah, we can have you can essentially be on two broadcast networks, mm-hmm. which other than the NFL, everybody else is splitting their stuff between broadcast and and cable. Right. And and I'm, I mean, obviously, you'd have games on FS1, which are cable, but you'd have some of that expanded uh, expanded mm-hmm. stuff there, which is which I think would be interesting. Um, and then the, the something else he put in his column as far as like uh, predictions yeah. um, was that uh, Warner Media would start trying to push for live sports. And this is what I think is the black the, the, the black horse. I don't think it's happening. Mm-hmm. It would be fun. The idea of Turner Networks picking up some kind of NHL mm-hmm. package. I think it would be fun because I'd look at, you know, and I'll use the, you know, you have, I forgot the name of the show, but you have the NBA on TNT. That inside the NBA? Inside the NBA, which is huge. Everybody loves inside the NBA with that crew. I would love if, if the NHL were to do something with TNT, I would love for them to do something similar to that, you know, have a, you know, have a round table type of thing and, and have that type of entertainment before the game and things like that. Because I think what TNT does really well, especially with NBA, is presentation. Same thing with baseball. When you see the divisional series, you see that they have that round table of a couple former players and they, they do a really good job of the presentation. I think that TNT could do the same thing if they were to go down and, and try to work out a deal with the NHL. And I think the NHL would like to see a type of presentation that they could do. And I think if they can get it to be that popular, it could just benefit both sides. It would help boost the network itself, but also boost the sports. So I think that would be, um, like you like, like it mentioned in the article, like you said as well, that would be kind of like, a, I guess you would say a dark horse option. I don't know how serious TNT would want to get in on that, but that wouldn't be really that bad of an idea. Actually, I think it'd be a lot of fun to see what TNT can put together. Yeah, because you're, I mean, the idea of, of experimenting, trying to make the game, the idea of, of getting former players on tv who are entertaining but don't put their foot in their mouth is something that would be i think new for the nhl (laughs) because a lot of players have tried you know some have made that jump but for the most part you normally don't get the a lot of personality transferring with it right you kind of get that oh i've got friends in the game i can't say anything too harsh and because what really carries that that nba show is you got Shaq and you've got barkley and neither one of them cares what anybody thinks Right. So it almost makes you think that if you if you do that show with the NHL, 
you've got to go get players who are all like like they played in the NHL, but right. they don't have all the friendships. They don't have to make everybody happy. Or, or right. I don't know. There's just that mentality in the NBA of guys can just kind of you know say what they want to say, and right. it, it seems like they're not going to draw a fence in the same way they do in the NHL. I think it's part of that conservative nature of the sport. But maybe TNT or, or a Turner deal could help push the sport in that direction a little bit. Yeah, and I think the NHL wants its players uh, to be more active in trying to promote themselves and, and their brands. And, you know, I, I heard from players like P.K. Subban and also uh, Evander Kane and Ryan Reeves that have talked about in the past that we need to get more players to be comfortable with, you know, doing these deals with different companies and promoting themselves. Because not only does it benefit them, it benefits the entire league and sport as well. And yeah, I agree with you. I think that, you know, in hockey, it's much more of a team sport than it is in the NBA. You know, in the NBA, a lot of guys can win with two or three guys, you know, super teams. That's just how it goes. And a lot of NBA players, look, they're not afraid to speak their mind. And, and you brought up, you know, a very good example with Shaq and Charles Barkley. They just flat out say whatever they want. I mean, it's gotten so crazy that they had Shaq, Shaq and the fool. And it started with the whole Shaq versus JaVel McGee thing. And that was, <laughs> I mean, you're laughing, Frank, but you know, that was pure entertainment yeah. for like several, for like several years, it was pure entertainment. You know, it would be great. And you know, here's a funny thing. I don't know if this, I don't know how interested he would be, but you got a guy like Don Cherry who technically doesn't have a job right now. And I know he, he ruffled some feathers and everything in, in Canada and with the network and things that he said, but if you could convince him to be kind of the head of that, you could almost have a, a version of Hockey Night in Canada or like Hockey Night in the United States, and he'd be one of the guys on the round table that could really say what's on their mind and really get people, especially the younger generation like myself, to be like, I feel like this guy thinks the way that I think, like a fan and, and everything like that. I think that would be really fun and really funny to see how it would all go down. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, man. Okay, so first of all, the idea of, of somebody trying to mimic Hockey Night in Canada in the United States is something that's been one of my personal uh, uh, desires, want, whatever, for a while now, crusades. Mm-hmm. I want, I've, I've wanted NBC to do it for years. I figured once college football season's over, I mean, nothing else really plays on Saturday night, go for mm-hmm. it. Do a Hockey Night in America. And I would... Man, it would, I mean, I, 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 the the idea of bringing Don Terry into it would be so interesting because you would have these moments of, I mean, you'd already, you'd right off the bat, you'd have people who'd want to protest it. You'd right off the bat, you'd have people who would be like, "Yes, they're bringing in Don Cherry." Right. So if what you're wanting is interest, you're going to get it. Um, right. And I mean, I the, here's the thing, Turner. I if they were doing it. You know, you'd watch it. You'd have other players on the panel. You'd make it. You'd try and see what you could make work. Right. Um. I mean, see what see what happens. I mean, of course, if you if we're talking about networks that might pull off trying to be controversial, I think we're back in the territory of Fox right there. Right. Who don't mind doing that kind of stuff? And they're like, whatever. We'll ruffle feathers. I mean, these are the people who employ. uh, Oh, who's the nut job? Uh, Skip. Skip Bayless, uh, yeah. Skip Bayless, yeah. I mean, Skip Bayless put, on 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 um first. Oh, what the hell? They, uh, Undisputed, yeah. Undisputed, yeah. I mean, they put that show on three oh, times a week, so on. or five times which, a week. So with Shannon Sharp, that's just a constant, like pure, flat out entertainment on their end. Yeah, I mean, they're just it's it's kind it's just craziness. So if you're wanting to go the direction of let's see what happens, yeah, you play around with that. I mean, yeah. it'd be interesting. 
I think, and also I think NHL people would love to see Don Cherry at some point get an opportunity to be back on television in one way or another. Because look, when he was doing his thing for many years, it was so entertaining in Canada. I mean, people love Don Cherry for for his show and everything that he was about. And you know, he was that guy that we see here in the United States with people like Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith. You know, people who are just not afraid to come out in camera, look dead in the eye and tell you exactly how they feel about everything. You know, Stephen A. Smith, one of his famous sayings is that he calls people bona fide scrubs. You know, nobody else in the business could say could say that and, and not and, and not get away with it. I mean, really. Right. And I, I mean, the, NA, the NHL really doesn't have that person. Well, yeah, and, and again, I. It's tough. It's tough. I, yeah. And you I, mean, gotta, I mean, if you could, if you could get like, you know, Ryan Reeves obviously is, has more years left in the NHL, but he would be a guy that would yeah. be really funny, like him and Evander Kane, because we know the type of rivalry that they have with each other <laughs> and the actual dislike. I've said, how funny would it be to have those two guys on a panel together, trying to have, you know, conversations? I mean, you look at something like Fox. Fox says MLB, um, MLB Tonight, and they have Alex Rodriguez and David Ortiz. And those two guys honestly probably hate each other, whether you like, whether you know it or not. And they always do the Red Sox Yankee thing just to kind of screw with both of them because that's the entertainment. That's what we want. And that's yeah. what that type of stuff sells. And and I think that would if you could do something like that with the NHL, that would really, really be beneficial. Yeah, I I think the NHL to an extent. And I mean, they're, they're, the thing, the reality is there's probably a dozen guys that you could find who could do it, but the NHL kind of suffers from its own, oh, it's a bunch of nice guys mentality. Uh, yeah. you no, know, I mean, that's fine. And and when you're on the same team as somebody, yeah, you don't be a nice guy. But, you know, when you're trying to get people to watch something on TV or when you're, you already like hockey and you're watching stuff on TV, there's only so much you could take of, yeah, this is nice. This is this. This you. You want things to be a little different. You want to right. see the guys jaw at each other a little bit. And I mean, you don't see as much fighting as you used to see. You see a lot of guys banging the banging the bodies and pushing and shoving, but when it comes to legit fighting and legit like guys just dropping the gloves and going, it just doesn't happen anymore. And it's not as, you know, you you go to games like that to see the purity of the game and we don't have that Philadelphia Flyer Broad Street bully like situation anymore in hockey. And yeah, I think what you're saying is correct about guys being you know, nice guys, so to speak. I think that that's the thing. And I think also a lot of NHL players are very soft-spoken. Uh, they're not they're not focused on building themselves. They just want to play hockey. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having players like that. There's players like that in every single sport yeah. where they just want to focus on playing the game. But you also need to have people that have a personality. This is why P.K. Subban has been such a godsend to the NHL because of his personality and all the things that he can bring. But yeah. we need more people like him. We need more people like him. We need more people like Ryan Reeves. We need more people like, you know, Alex Ovechkin to an extent. I mean, you need guys with that type of personality. You know, I remember I saw, and you've probably seen it, Frank, the Hulu has live sports commercial and there's Sidney Crosby. Most people don't even know who that is. Yeah. And it wasn't really that entertaining comparatively to when they had Saquon Barkley, Baker Mayfield, Joel Embiid wasn't as entertaining. It was just this very blase type of thing. We need to get have more people with that type of person with those personalities that are just they're not afraid to speak their mind and say what they want. And that could be more marketable. And I think 
getting a TV deal that allows the NHL to do things like that, I think is very beneficial. Yeah. And I mean, you are so right on that whole point of, you know, yeah, get let the personalities get out there so that they can become memorable. And, and it's not even always about what's in the sport. Cause something I remember was uh, the discussion was, how do you know when an athlete's really, you know, uh, transcended their sport? They're really a celebrity mm-hmm. and it's, Oh, does your grandma know who they are? Um, because, and, and that's the test. Cause if you ask right. most people, Who's Michael Jordan? They know. If you ask people right. who's Shaquille O'Neal, they know. Um, the, the athlete I can think of most recently who just completely took over and everybody knows who he is, even if he wasn't. Because the, be- the best quarterback, at least by success over the last 20 years, has been Tom Brady. He's one of the Super right. Bowls. Right. But if you put a bunch of quarterbacks in a lineup and ask someone to pick, they're going to know Peyton Manning. Because he's, I mean, he's he's on all these commercials. The guy's right. been retired for five years and he's still pitch man for five different things. I right. mean, the and NHL, he has more personality ask, now than he did when he played. Yeah. He has much more personality. Yeah. If you ask somebody to name a hockey player, they're probably still saying Wayne Gretzky if they're not in, if they're not into the sport. Right. Because when you look at when Wayne Gretzky went to Los Angeles, they understood both the Kings and the NHL. He has to be here because this if we get it big in L.A., we're going to expand the sport. And that's what it did. It helped them expand to having more teams in Los Angeles. It had hockey become a cooler thing in LA and, you know, playing in the old forum and things like that. We need to have more players like that. I'm not saying that we have to have once in a generational talents on every single team. We just need to have more players that are not only at least have decent on the ice, but have a personality. You know, we, you have Bissonette who is, and Ryan Whitney who are on a, you know, vodka commercial together. And, I want to see more of that because that type of stuff was funny to me. That type of stuff is hilarious and entertaining. And people know Bissonette from that commercial and also the fact that he's on uh, Spittin' Chicklets. Like, people know that. So we need to get more people to have that type of personality because that will help uh, expand the NHL. Whether they are comfortable with it, I think we're in that situation nowadays where in order to get comfortable, you have to get uncomfortable and you got to do some things that you may not fully be okay with, but at the same time, it's going to help you get a lot more money and a lot more focus in the sports world. And, and we might be in that, that important, that moment now where there's all this lost revenue going on. Maybe this is the moment to, that, that will start pushing them to, you know what, maybe, maybe we're okay with, uh, I don't know, PK, PK doing more appearances on stuff. Maybe we're, right. I'm trying to think about who has the, like I've seen a couple of things where like, I know he's, you know, there's, we don't need him to be Gretzky, but things were like McDavid has shown that personality mm-hmm. or he's shown a little bit. Like there was a, a deal he did where he like played video games and talked with somebody and right. he had, he had some stuff where he could maybe do that. And the idea is to try and push these guys out of that shell. So. Yeah. And you had, you had PK Subban, like a couple, like just before the start of the, the, um, the 2014 playoff, he was actually a guest on first take. And that was like a huge thing for the NHL because it was like, when does an NHL player ever get to be on a major, you know, um, show like that? And that was huge. Yeah. And that's what I want to see more of because people like PK have that personality that TV networks look at and say, how can we market that? How can we use that to our advantage? And that's what I want to see the NHL look at and say, in order for us to really expand the sport, it can't just be us trying to do all these showcase things. We have to get a network that understands our vision, has a really good plan in place, and then actually executes it with the right people in place. 
Yeah, because and and part of this plan in my mind is you've got whatever network you sign on, whether it's NBC and somebody else, and and maybe NBC can still do this for you a little bit, mm-hmm. but you need people on these shows that aren't just the hockey show. You need it on the general sports shows where anybody could be watching who know and understand hockey. Um, One of the things I've loved, uh, there's a show on ESPN. It's their show, Get Up, and they have a former quarterback, Dan Orlovsky, on. Dan Orlovsky, yep. Who does these incredible breakdowns of plays, and you feel like after you've watched him, you're like, I understand football a little bit better than I did five minutes ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And what they need, because so much of ESPN talent or Fox Sports talent or a lot of talent doesn't understand hockey, there needs to be that investment in getting those people in who do and then giving them that airtime, whether it's five or ten minutes here and not right at the end of the show. But, you know, in that middle when people are actually watching of explaining what's going on on the ice, because, I mean, NBC anymore, half their times, I mean, they don't do the telestrator stuff. It's guys sitting up there going, well, he just doesn't look like he wants it enough or uh, you just got to work harder for it. And it's like, no, you, you need to show people the sport. Cause I know people who enjoy watching hockey, but still half the time, I mean, they're not rabid like you and I are. They're the not biggest question it. always that I get from people who watch hockey, but don't know it as well as why, what is offsides? And right. it's just like, you can't sit there for 20 minutes and try to explain it in a way that makes sense. You need to have people who can explain it to people and it goes oh i actually get that now yeah and and just you know the little things because when you're watching a game you know like you, you can tell someone yeah when you're watching football the camera shows you what to look at when you're watching hockey you kind of are always trying to learn how to watch it i i myself i watched hockey probably i mean i watched every blue jackets game for about half a season before i really felt like i had some idea what i was looking at mm-hmm. and to ask your average person who's not like really getting into the sport to do that is hard because what this sport needs, we've got the diehards in hockey. Right. What we need is more casuals. Yeah. You're and that's what I think right. these TV deals, a good TV deal can do for you is grow the casuals right. in the game. And that's why, again, I'm so like big on ESPN because as much as I, I love the other networks and I know that they can bring it, it's just that with ESPN being the quote-unquote worldwide leader in sports and everybody knows ESPN, you look at that and say, wow, the NHL now has ESPN. And people flick on ESPN every five minutes throughout their day. If somebody's coming home from work and they just happen to just turn on ESPN and say, oh, what's on? All of a sudden you got a game, maybe it's like the, the Rangers versus the Bruins, right? And this person like knows about hockey but is not like doesn't get it as much. Then you have it and you could have them look at it and say, wow, ESPN's covering NHL hockey. This is pretty cool. And especially if you do the presentation really well with good, you know, broadcasters, good analysts, you know, like they're sort of improving with Monday Night Football. I mean, it's it still needs improvement, but it's gotten better. better. It's gotten better. better. You know, Lewis Riddick being on there is very important yeah. because he makes things make sense. He's real um, good. And Steve Levy, in my opinion – is very good uh, with his enthusiasm, with his uh, ability. And I think you need to have people like that in order to promote it. But if you can, if, if the SP could come out and say, Hey, we have, you know, we're doing NHL hockey. Now people will look at it and say, wow, I got to check that out. I remember Disney is also with ESPN, ABC as well. These are networks that people pay attention to. And you got Disney plus you got ESPN plus Streaming has become very big 
in our, in our world, whether it's sports or anything else, become massive. So that's why it's super important to do that. I'm not saying that Fox or TNT or anything like that could, you know, couldn't do the same things. But I'm saying ESPN, that's the big, big one if you can get it done. And also, here, I'll throw you a crazy one that I was thinking about. YouTube TV has become really, really big over the last year and change. Um, I think that if you were to work a deal with YouTube TV with also with conjunction with ESPN, then all of a sudden you have another place that people can watch the games on, on YouTube. And that's really cool. They were doing that for, um, I believe the college football playoff, um, and the world series as well. And that, and the YouTube's ratings went through the roof because of that. Cause it just made it easier for people to stream. So I think doing something like that is the most beneficial thing. Cause it's again, not just about the money that you're getting, but the coverage, the way you can promote the game and make it make sense to people, I think goes a long way. And you look at, I'll give you a, a crazy thing, uh, and you're going to laugh. Um, Nickelodeon is doing something with ESPN for the wildcard games where they're just going to make this like cartoonish thing where it's going to be like, you'll see waves in the end zone, players with big eyes. You know, this crazy stuff that little kids who are like six, seven years old can look at and go, oh my God, football is an amazing sport. It's so entertaining. If you could do like that with hockey, oh my goodness, you'd get so many new fans and the sport would grow so much. Well, for clarity, yeah, that deal is uh, because CBS, uh, oh, Viacom, CBS. CBS, the company CBS. that owns all that, they own Nickelodeon. But yeah, right. no, that's, I mean, that's the kind of outside the box stuff you're thinking. Like, to your casual, to your regular football fan, they're going to be like, that's dumb. But guess what? The, the regular football fan, they're going to watch no matter what. And it's not like you're putting it on the main broadcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even saw something like their pregame show is going to involve SpongeBob somehow. <laughs> Who cares? Again, awesome. it's, yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's the kind of thing of, um, like I've seen people complain about, oh, well, you know, the, this mascot's like this or whatever. And it's like, no, that's for kids. That's so, kids start watching this and hopefully grow up into people who like it. Right. Not every, when you're the hardcore, not everything's for you, nor should it be. I mean, we we're, I'm going to watch every blue jackets game this coming season, regardless of what happens, regardless of if they put stinger back on the crest of the Jersey, (laughs) it doesn't matter to me. If that makes an army of eight year olds love the game, it's a smart move. So, right. I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I think that outside the box stuff. Yeah. I, I think the NHL should be interested in that. I think it's worth a shot. You get, look, the, the NHL is the, you know, fourth most popular sport is fourth most popular league in the, in, in America. I mean, people say, you know, maybe it's starting to pass baseball. Eh, it's, it's still very difficult to say, but when you're towards the bottom, you know, the NHL major league soccer, you need to do stuff like this to promote yourself, to get people to watch the sport, to get more people to do that, and also give them tools to learn. And if you do stuff like, you know, things with cartoons, at least kids are learning the damn sport and actually like watching it and people and seeing the ratings going up. And I think that's that would be really important. And honestly, if it doesn't work out, you're no worse off than you were before. It's really honestly worth the risk. And I think the reward is just too great not to want to try it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, at this point, you just make the decisions. You, 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 you try things. You try different things. I mean, it's, it's like the uh, old, you know, when when they were talking about expansion. Um, one of the things that a uh, uh, a Canadian guy, Jeff Merritt, kept saying when they were talking about expanding was he's like, well, 
everybody in Canada says put a team in Quebec City, and he said, I get the idea there, but to put a team in Quebec, Quebec City, you're not getting new hockey fans. You're getting All those people fans that have hockey. already been there, right? Yeah, it's like so that's where places like where I'm at, Columbus, it's new hockey fans here. When you go into Seattle, when you put Vegas, you got new fans, Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Arizona experiment is now got gotten us uh, Austin Matthews. I mean, as far as like actual return to the league. Right. Now we still want the team to hold up, but right, we we want we want it so that Richie and Corey could stay with us. We need we need them as much as possible. We definitely do. We definitely do because we need somebody who thinks the Arrowverse is good on this network because <laughs> everybody else knows it isn't. Right. So <laughs> right, but I mean, it's that idea of when you put a team in a in a place in that first 10 to 15 years, it's just growing. What you need is you need that generation of kids who grew up loving that team. Right. And that's when you start seeing, okay, is this actually going to work? Cause if you're there 15 years and the kids aren't, don't like the team anymore, don't care to go watch the team, then you're in trouble. Right. But in Arizona, we're starting to see some of that in Columbus. We're definitely to the point now where we've got lots of people who grew up watching this team and are now like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, the Blue Jackets, I, I love. I mean, at the begin, at this point, there's still a few people who are like, "Oh, you know, I was a Red Wings fan, but I live in Columbus, so now I, I kind of like them too." There's lesser and lesser of those as people who grew up Blue Jackets fans, and that's right. where putting the you know mixing the game with the cartoons not a bad idea. <laughs> and the, and another thing that I think people need to understand is that if you start to promote the sport very well, there's other things that happen that don't necessarily involve the NHL but involve the sport of hockey. You know, local rinks start to be built. You start having more things like outdoor games. You start having more kids that want to play the sport. And maybe, just maybe, if you lowered the prices a little bit for kids, that would that would also be beneficial as well. And I think that if you make the sport po- more popular, then you can you know really start to build it from there. I, I think that if you look at, I'll speak from you know the state that I live in in New Jersey, where right now we're dealing with a freaking nor'easter and it's snowing like mad outside. You know. People like myself want to hope that tomorrow it's cold enough and frozen enough where we could go on some of the small lakes that we have and just skate around. And I've had situations where I've done that and I've had little kids come up to me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm playing hockey. And then it's like they're amazed by the the beauty of it from that standpoint. And it's doing stuff like that and promoting it on TV because kids are going to be on their phones and on their laptops and tablets and everything like that more and more. You find way, ways to promote, especially with a good network supporting you. That just goes a long way because it benefits the, the sport so much. And hockey has grown a lot more in this state than it did you know, 10, 15 years ago. I would argue that it's you know, the third most popular sport in this state. You know, football and basketball are always king. But I think, the, I think hockey has gotten way more popular than baseball over the last couple of years in the state because of promotion. And promotion is the key thing here. You got to promote the sport correctly. All right. Well, Neil, it's been great having you on. Great, great talking about this. And hopefully we can, hopefully we'll have real hockey games to talk about soon enough. So that'll be, that'll be good. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to a 52, 56 game season. It doesn't matter. I just want to see some hockey again. One other thing before you go in this 56 game season, it looks like, it looks like the devils are being put into what I'm thinking of is kind of the group of death. The group of death is, uh, I have a lot of soccer friends that looked at that and said, yeah, you're in what we call Champions League, the group of death. I said, yeah, yeah I mean, I am, we are. I, I, when I saw the idea of what the Blue Jacks were drawing, I'm like, we're in a better place. This is going to be easier than the yeah, Metro. I can live yeah. with this. 
Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, of course he can. Of course he can. I look at him and say, other than Buffalo, who didn't make the, the 2014 playoff last year in that division. Oh, wait, it's only us and Buffalo. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Sure. And even giving us a week extra is not going to make a damn difference. No. We're still, like, we're, and look, this is the year where we're supposed to really develop and try to improve our young players. To be honest with you, playing against this type of competition, this intensity, maybe playing in a bubble, which Newark is one of the possible places of being a bubble, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really rough season. Probably a lot of fun, but certainly is gonna be rough if that ends up being the uh, the official bra- uh, division for the upcoming season. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on, and hey, you have a you have a great rest of your night. All right. Thank you so much for having me on. Big fan of the show as always, and uh, looking forward to talking to you to you again real soon. Thanks. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief. And thank you for listening.